Hello, guys. What's Hello. up? Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome back to the pod. Almost 30. We are so glad you're here. So glad you're here. It's Lindsay and Krista. Thanks for joining us. On Thursdays, we do an episode with just us. Yes. We are on YouTube, by the way. Video content is something that we're doing now. <laughs> it adds an hour to our day. I haven't watched we have a to, single like, second of a single video. Brush our- <laughs> I know you haven't. I will never watch. <laughs> I will never. I think it's exciting that we're doing this I now. do too. And it's it's good to see our facial expressions, our guests and stuff like that. I've seen some some of you out there putting it on your actual TV, which makes me That's amazing. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. But yes, we're on YouTube. So I'm excited about Ask Me and Ask Me Anything episode. Yeah. Before we get into our episode for today, I think we're done with New Paradigm Workshop is yeah. all set. New Paradigm is now in the shop. So we had another great season of workshops that were live. And now you can find all of our New Paradigm workshops at shopalmost30.com. So uh, this week, this season, we had um, a breathwork workshop with Jenna Reese. We had poetic medicine workshop with Ngazi. We had a tarot and channeling workshop with Kiki Robinson. We did self-care with Danica Breisha. Like, yeah, it's a good one. range. It was awesome. So yeah, so those are those. all in the shop with our apparel workbooks and everything like that. So you guys can go shop your hearts out. We're working on some new stuff behind the scenes this month, which is really exciting. Working on some new web stuff, new design stuff, new brand stuff, and then stuff for the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can't say anything more. Yeah. (laughs) We'll leave it at that where they're like, I love that. All like creators are like working on something exciting. Coming down. to share with you guys. Coming down to pipeline. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. (laughs) And it's like, they're working on something exciting. And it's like... A per- sponsored post. I love a countdown. Yeah, honestly. Three days till something exciting. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Three days till We're probably going to do that. Something exciting. Yeah, we probably will. We'll oh, only do it man. if it, it's a true benefit to you. But I think the website rebrand stuff is really... It's a yeah. benefit to all of us. We just need a... We need a frictionless UX. I'm sorry, what? A frictionless UX. <laughs> U.S. U.X. Frictionless. So frictionless. And then U.X. Like a user experience. Oh, I have no idea what that meant. Yeah. yeah good. I learn something new every day. It's what happens when you date an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear things about uh, frictionless. Frictionless. <laughs> U.X. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. 2021. It's going to be really, really exciting. Hope y'all are doing well. Um, we've recorded these intros pretty close to the episode, but with everything changing so frequently, like who knows what has happened in the days yes. before, <laughs> between us recording this and it coming out. So um, That's 2020 defined. Yeah, that is 2020. So we hope you are... Rested. Yeah, rested. Truly taking Peaceful. care of yourself as much as possible. I know it can be really, really challenging, but you know, here for you. Um, you can DM us. We have resources for you just, you know, in those moments with yourself, like the Inner Peace program, I think has helped so many people. It's super affordable and just a way to like really come back to that sense of peace that mm-hmm. I, I really don't think we've felt all year. It's yeah. really been so tough. So gotta, our hearts are with you. We got to reclaim that. So we're going to do a relationship, sex and love related, ask me anything. We were inspired by looking at our download numbers. <laughs> 
<laughs> or like everyone loves sex. Uh, yeah, literally, you guys are freaking hilarious. It's like, I'm like, oh, I've worked so hard for this healing. And everyone's like, just tell me about sex. Tell me what position's best. On our download numbers, it's hilarious. It's like all the first page is like most episodes that have sex in it are like in the top yeah. 50. I get it though. You know, I get it. It's something that we don't really, really talk about publicly or even in like, I don't know, in like daily conversation. Like in high school. In I high talk, school for sure. Dude, what the hell was that? It's I disturbing to think about that. Disturbing. <laughs> dude, if I had if my boyfriend had a freckle on his dick, my friends knew. <laughs> Literally, they fucking knew everything. You'd be at the lunch table and there's a banana, you're like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Let me freckle. Let me this practice. Dick. But it was crazy. You told what was that? You told your girlfriends every Everything. single thing. Everything. Yeah. I, maybe the guys did too. I'm, I'm assuming that they did. Justin's like, no, I didn't For tell sure. anyone. I'm like, okay. For sure. Oh, guys, definitely. 100%. I was, I was traumatized. There was one point... I gave some guy head for the first time in the back of a car. Someone found out and told my sisters. So <laughs> oh, I never no. told girls again. I would... Uh-huh. Totally. You know what I mean? Yes. I was like, fuck this. Yes. I remember one time we were in fourth grade and I... <laughs> no, no. Okay. I mean, this, okay. I'm not done. Hurry up. So, speed up. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was in fourth grade and I would, my best friend at the time, Chelsea Moeller, mm. we were sitting in her live in her parents' room and her sister had just signed off AOL. And, but her chat was up and her chat was up with her boyfriend and she was talking about how she gave her boyfriend head. Her boyfriend, Whoa. she was in eighth grade. We were in fourth grade. Yes. She was in eighth grade. We, our heads flew, <laughs> fell off. We were like, what the fuck? <laughs> did you know what it was? I think we probably did. I think, mm, or we figured it out. Maybe she knew. I wouldn't have known. Maybe she knew and I didn't, but we, I mean, our heads literally were going to fall off. But you know what's <laughs> funny is the same guy that she was talking about giving head to in eighth grade. They're married now with kids. Oh my How God. How hilarious is that? That's really cute. Isn't that cute? To the the fact wedding, that you should have been like, I'll never forget <laughs> when in eighth grade you guys The fact that you have a memory from eighth grade of like giving your husband head is darling. Darling. <laughs> totally. But just that I'll never forget. I was like, whoa. It was like, it's like those moments when, when I, w- I just thought differently of her, which is my own programming. I was like, yeah. oh man, she's a slut now. 100%. Even with my my sister smoked cigarettes for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I will now I literally was like my it was like I was spinning into an abyss. Yep. I'm like cigarettes are bad. What? <laughs> <laughs> there were certain girls in middle school, I wanted to be them so bad, but then I also feared for them so badly. because they For were, them or of them? For them and of them. Yes. And I wanted to be them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Very, totally. A lot of it was emotions. a nice little apex. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hello. <laughs> in my mind, they were fucking 32-year-old women. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you know Which what I mean? It's so hilarious because you're wearing like gap jeans when you're 32. Well, I'm wearing overalls. They're wearing yes. like Jenkos, yes. very cool wide leg pants. But they had hooked up earlier. Is that what made them older? Yeah. It was like that, like you had heard rumors that they went, you know, at, yes. a, at a recess or wherever the fuck we were and like went into the woods and did whatever. Yes. And like I, in my mind, I would just imagine what it would be like. Yes. And like I would, I would want to be that person that did that, but then I'd be so terrified. I'm I like, was what's really, to them? yeah, I was really scared. I think I, 
I didn't do anything until eighth grade, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I just was like, it was scary. I'm like, oh. It is scary. You know? Because it, it was usually like the guy had done more. Oh, totally. I mean, that's like... And you're like... Mm. Yeah. Oh, just no one knows what they're doing. And you're like in... Like sometimes you're at movie theaters and stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, or like... Illegal. Was, illegal what I would Ugh. do in a movie theater. Disgusting. I know. Illegal. Oh my gosh. And I remember like in high school when I was like sexually active, it was like so much kinkier <laughs> than when you're older. <laughs> Like, I remember, like, guys would be, like— It so, actually like, totally was. Right? You're, like, guys would be, like, so what's your favorite place to have sex? And you'd be, like, the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> like, Can you imagine having sex on the golf course I, now? I, think I honestly told people I did, and I probably didn't. But it was, like, it had to be wild. It was, like, on the top of a car. And it's, like, that fucking hurts your ass, and you, <laughs> like, would never fucking do that. I remember with my, my senior year of high school— my first boyfriend, first long-term boyfriend. And we drove to like, uh, I pray my sisters aren't listening. We drove to like (laughs) Tyler Park and like did it in the back of the car. Like the most uncomfortable thing ever ever done. I definitely like threw out my back and like bruised my elbow. And the park park ranger (laughs) walks up to the car. But it's like, you go to these like really far ends to have sex and you're like, is this even worth it? But you couldn't have it at home because your parents were home. Yes. At least in my situation, there was no fucking way. Yes. But you would find like the wilderness and you're Somewhere. like, let's do it here. Let's yes. do it on a lifeguard stand. Yes. Let's do it on a lifeguard stand. But you thought it was like kinky. I had a, we had a pool table in our basement. And um, one time I was like, let's do it on the pool table. <laughs> Well, I ain't gonna do that. Literally nothing. Cue ball. Like, literally, I'm like, am I on an operating table? <laughs> like, dude, and the levels are just so bad. Level, like, you have to be a very tall person to get up, and there's like that tiny ledge over the thing. Oh my god! So your ass cheeks are like over the ledge, alone. and you don't even know what you're doing. You're like, uh, and it's I like remember felt. one time it was like two years ago. We were driving, me and Justin. I was like, let me like give you roadhead. He was like. He was like, that's literally the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like, I used to do it in high school. And he's like, I don't want that. <laughs> like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I was, <laughs> Did you say two years ago? I, yeah, I was like two years ago. <laughs> no, literally, I was like 30. And I was like, I just love to like fuck with Justin and like see what he'll allow me to do. <laughs> because he says no to everything oh. I suggest. So he's like, no. I'm like, what? Like, I like thought you guys liked that. He's like, no. He's like, when Dude. you're in high school, you just take it out. You can get it. Dude, I I had so much anxiety around Roadhead, actually. my I'm sure you're in a car <laughs> and you're sucking someone's dick with your head in their crotch. That's so dangerous. It's so, but, but it was mainly around, and this is fucked up, but my, my college boyfriend, we would go on like road trips when I was like visiting him when he was like playing somewhere. And... And we would be driving for many hours and I knew he would ask me to give him roadhead on the trip. And I would get so much anxiety. And like, he would get mad. And I'm like, this this is unhealthy. And as if getting mad is so funny. As if I can just be like, no. I know. We think we have to 
in order to keep it alive. We're like, just pulling for strings just to like keep them happy. And they get pissed. It's like, what the fuck? It's so, I dude, I totally remember that. That's fucked up. Yeah. I remember having sex. This is fucked up. And I'm acknowledging this. Too many times when I was like, whatever. They're going to be mad. Yep. They're going to be whatever. Yep. It's got dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And just being like, what? You know, it's like, ugh. Just get it over with. Get it over with. Yeah. That was literally my like whole first yeah. experience. Yeah. It's like, Whatever. God, that's literally so fucking funny. <laughs> My gosh. And like, do you remember like in high school, I tried to like, what is it called when you titty fuck? Oh, I didn't have big boobs. So I never experienced an actual titty I fuck. I mean, but like, <laughs> what's happening here? Like, you're like, and you're just like, yeah, totally. <laughs> like the position is all crazy. It's just like, how do you even though? It's honestly like so, like even our, our age was so sexualized. Yeah. I can only imagine little kids with porn. Oh my god. Little boys. They're like, um, now I shit on your chest, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's gone even further. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Terrifying. We should bring back Roadhead, actually. I'm down. I'm trying to. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to start a campaign to bring back Roadhead, but Justin's not into it. Just or like, like a period blood. Spirit. He's like, I don't, I'm not in eighth grade. I can wait two days to have sex. <laughs> I respect it. Hey. I respect it. Yeah, you're like, I've got hey. a horny fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> My fiance's horny as <laughs> shit. Oh, fuck. Okay, I guess we should get to your questions out there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, man. That's so funny. Uh, this is the one that you should be watching on your TV. I'll yes. tell you that much. Um, okay. I got a bunch of questions on relationships, sex, all the things. So we picked about five. Um, what negative relationship patterns have you had in the past and how did you break them? God, there's so many. I think the one that I really worked on breaking la two years ago maybe was like the realization that I loved Justin quote unquote the most. You know, if someone's like, who do you love the most? You like love your partner. You know, you're like, I love my partner. And I wasn't treating him like I loved him the most. Mm. I would come home from work. And this was probably when we were building the podcast, working full time. I would come home from work and it was like, I've been at work all day. I've got to work out. I've got to work. And it was just like, hey, you know, you're just like, he was last on my priority list because he was close to me living yeah. together. Yeah, yeah And yeah. so I was never making time. I was never making eye contact, treating him like he was someone that I truly loved the most. So I think that shift for me happened like two years ago where I was like, oh, I really need to make sure this person knows I love them the most mm -hmm. and not just have this idea in my head that, oh yeah, they know. Because I think that's what my family and families I've seen sometimes do. It's like, Oh yeah, like they're always going to be there. They know you love them. It's all a lot of love, but it's like, is it really? If you're yes. never showing it or if you're never speaking to it? Well, that's like a, yeah, I experienced that too in my family. And um, that's how like you learn what mm -hmm. love and affection kind of looks like yes. in a certain way. So then- Just like neglect. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> or just kind of this like uh, taking for granted. Yes. That your family just, know, you know, I care about you. Yes. You know, I love you. You know that, you know, you're my first priority. And it's like, yeah, but your actions don't. Yes. 
say that to me. A hundred percent. You know, and it, it matters. I, I mean, I think you can say it till you're blue in the face, but if you're not actually mm-hmm. showing it. Yeah. So I think one. making that shift, so I could always remember that. It's like, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. I think for me, it's one that has definitely changed. I always went into a relationship wanting to change someone. Mm-hmm. I was always looking for the thing that either annoyed me or that was not my thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, my dad's pretty critical and I think I, I have that in me where I just, it's easier for me to teach them my way of doing things or the right, mm-hmm. you know, what I think is the right way of doing things rather than really like be with how they are mm-hmm. and be curious as to why. Mm-hmm. What I've learned is even if, it's, if something annoys me, I am wanting to know more about why they do that thing now. So it actually starts a conversation, be it like <laughs> literally like when Sean eats cereal, I mean, it's like the crunch, most, crunch. it's the most annoying thing I've ever seen yeah, or heard Justin in my life. Cereal. And that would have like in the past sent me off, like set me off, which is kind of fucked up. But now we just like laugh about it and it helps me to, because I can say it out loud where I can be like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> but we can laugh about it where I'm not holding it in and like it just kind of compounds over time and then I freak the fuck out and it's irrational. All the way to something that's like a little more like belief-based or whatever. It's more a conversation starter. Like, yeah. oh wow, like why do you believe that? Or, you know, was there something with how you grew up that like made you feel that way? Because this is how I grew up or this is what I believe. And it's just a way for me to get to know the person even more rather than to judge them mm-hmm. and have it be on that side of the list. That's like, these are the reasons why I don't like being mm-hmm. with this person, you know? Yeah. Like protecting yourself. Yes. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, I think I was like giving every boyfriend I had like makeovers until I was like mm, with Justin. Good one. I'd be like, we should go shopping for you. <laughs> You're like, here, yeah. come here, snip, like, snip. I love those jeans, but like, why are they so baggy? <laughs> I mean, I feel like a guy can always benefit from like a girl's Facts. sense of sense of style, especially our sense of style. Yes. Okay. Because they always just get their mom stuff from like Marshalls. I know. You know, I know. No sense. It's true. And it's just everyone wants to feel good. I think it's cool. I love that guys are getting a sense of style. Yes. Or like just expressing their style more. And just um, throw them into the capitalist machine. <laughs> Let them see how it feels. <laughs> see how this feels. See how it feels to keep up with clothes for a few years. It's so true. Fuckers. <laughs> it's it's so true. Okay. Next one. Sex with a new partner. Should the first romp be amazing or does it take a few times? I think you're asking because you're, it may take a few times. <laughs> uh, I think the first time sucks. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Let me assume that it's going to take a few times. <laughs> it is a scary thing though. For sure. I'm trying to even think. By scary, I just mean it's like, oh, it makes you think. What I've learned is... And even just in the people that I've dated throughout the years, not only just like who with Sean, but it does. Mm-hmm. And I was like judging the first time so hard. I'd be like, oh no, this isn't great. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Like 
chemistry has to be there for this to work. And you forget that this person could be nervous. They could like, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they have anxiety in the bedroom. Maybe like it would be, you know, maybe just like a, a, you know, if we're talking about a heterosexual relationship, like maybe it's like with a girl, we need a little foreplay Mm -hmm. of sorts, a conversation to get us going, something. So I would definitely say that like, Time and just getting to know the person helps with that chemistry, helps with that like comfort in the bedroom yeah. and performance and all of that. Yeah, I think it's the communication. Yeah. I always wait. I've always waited, I think, to have sex too so that... And I'm confirming that by going through my history. Yes, I have always waited with people that I've dated because it allows me to build trust and to like them, almost love them before we have sex so that that wouldn't deter me from thinking differently about them. Smart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you, like, so now I know them enough where I'm like, it's almost like I know them so much that the sex matters, but it doesn't really, that I know it's going to be something that if it was bad, we would work on. Mm Mm-hmm. So I've always found that waiting is really helpful for that reason, just so that you can build and establish that trust in that relationship. So you're excited for it. So it feels good. So you guys can communicate and then you can figure out what your style is after. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I never experienced, very rarely experienced that. I would always kind of like cut to that as for that to be the determinant of Mm -hmm. like, will this work? But um, I think to your point, the communication. So if the first time wasn't great, it's like you should tell him probably. <laughs> but I, I you do, should you should shame him. I do think that there's a really loving way to be like, hey, I can imagine that like you kind of felt what I felt mm-hmm. and I'm totally okay with it. You know, just making mm-hmm. it like a safe yes. space for someone to be. Yes. Because I think guys can get incredibly like sensitive over that yes, stuff. So for it's like sure. Just being like, hey, like we can talk about it. And mm-hmm. if there's something that like I can do to kind of make it better for you and vice versa, like let's totally work together. Be getting tipsy too. <laughs> I can't remember the last, you know, the last, I don't think I've dated a person where we had our first time sober. I actually don't. I, I, I would always be fucked up, but like my I don't. first last time. But I think I've always been a little tipsy. It's fun, but like I also. Yeah. I mean, there's something too, coming in hot, fucking sober. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's ball. That's the fun. best. That's, That's the, the vibe. But yeah. it's, I've found that just being a little something. <laughs> totally, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> little something. Little, yeah. little like, mm-hmm. yeah. Just a little buzz. But um, just like to get rid of your inhibitions, you know? Totally. totally. So you're not like, but that's kind of what happens naturally when you get to know someone. That's why it's yes. like, as you really like vibe with someone and you're able to be like silly in yourself mm-hmm. and like, you know, fart in front of them and stuff. Like yes. it just gets sexier. Oh, sexy. <laughs> Over at our crib, it's sexy town. <laughs> uh, okay, that was a good one. You guys have great questions. Truly. You're awesome. All right. How... How do you handle money with your romantic relationship? So whether dating or long-term. 
He gives me an allowance every (laughs) month. (laughs) He gives me a hundred dollar allowance every month that I use for groceries, and then I also use for eyeshadow. Yeah, but if I give him Roadhead, I get double allowance every month. I get double double allowance for Roadhead. We talk about our finances for sure. I'm aware of all of Justin's finance. Uh, situation. I'm aware of how much money he has in his 401k, his savings, all of his investments, Bitcoin, um, how much money he has in his savings and all of that. But we don't yet share money or split money. I think that will happen when we get married. We will like do a joint bank account. My thought is, who was I talking to? My friend Athena, her and her husband Tom do something where they put like 75% of their pay into their joint account mm. and then they take 25% and they can keep it for themselves. Cool. So I don't know what the discrepancy between their pay is if she makes more or if he does, but um, they have their own separate accounts too. And I'll definitely keep my own separate accounts. We'll probably keep our investments separate because I think that will be our thing. But I think it's up to anyone. You know, it's whatever anyone wants to do. But I remember being in New York City and we were at dinner with this couple and they were like, they said that they had a joint credit card which I felt like was a really good idea because then you could just put everything with the relationship on the card. And then you actually to build points as a couple. So you can build points and use those points for trips together. And I think doing stuff like that is super, super smart. But I think as a last thing, it took us probably, I'm trying to think of how many years, I think two to three years, maybe four until we were really open about finances Mm -hmm. where he was in a place where he was like in financial struggle and I was as well when we were in New York where we were like really honest. And then we've just been honest ever since. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard conversation to have, you know, money, sex, like all of that is like very, very hard. But I think once you just open the door to it, it's, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. With, with Sean, we've, we've talked a lot about it and that's new for me. I'm like, what can I ask Mm -hmm. you? He's like, you can ask me anything. I'm like, anything? Okay. And it's it's different. It's weird. I'm not totally comfortable yet, but I'm getting more comfortable as I like learn more about my own finances, where I'm investing, how I'm saving, what my cadence is. Like that helps me be more confident in the conversation mm-hmm. with him. But I'll I'll speak on like the the dating part. So, you know, I feel like you know, if you're in a serious relationship, at least in my experience, there's like, there's a feeling of like, we, yes, it's always nice if we go out on a date and like, mm-hmm. you know, your significant other pays for dinner, say. But I also have, I don't know, if we're, we're in this for the long term, I do love just going in on things together yeah. and having that like everything. equal that equal investment in what we do. Um, and sometimes like I'll take care of dinner or he'll take care of dinner. Like it I just, just don't feels... like to split it at the fucking table. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember I was dating this one dude for a while and he was like, do you want to just like split it? I'm like, dude, just put it on my card. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I don't want well, to throw with... our cards yeah, yeah. down when we're dating. Yeah. I, that's literally just me. That's mm-hmm. honestly just me. It's a weird thing. Yep. It's a weird thing. I'm like, I'll just pay. Yeah, you just take it all. I'll just take it all. Whatever. Or I just like I, and it's never really a discussion, but I'll just kind of note. I'm like, oh, that was so nice. Took care of dinner, and totally. then like, I'll pick up groceries or mm-hmm. whatever. It's just, but I, I definitely like used to kind of, again, kind of judge if the person didn't take care of dinner. If you're going on a first date, for sure. First date, fine. But I'm, I'm the saying, other dates, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I just feel really good about like, you know. 
basically being equal-ish. Yeah. Equal-ish. It's kind of fucking sucks though. It's like, dude, what are, what are we fighting for? It's like women are like fighting for like equal. We're like, well, I figure when I have kids, I'm going to be like, so. A hundred percent. This costs. Yes, this costs. <laughs> Me and my months. body. Yeah, like what's my salary for nine months? <laughs> no, for real. Honestly. <laughs> It'll be a conversation. But yeah, I think our friend Ramit is a great mm-hmm. resource. I will teach you to be rich. Uh, Bola Sokambi, Clever Girl Finance. There's so many resources. Uh, Nicole Lappin. Rich bitch, these books really help start the conversation. Mm-hmm. They have like sections where like you can ask your partner questions, and it's it's good. It's mm-hmm. very adult. It feels good. Yeah, I think you know it's personal to everyone how much you're making. If you have debt, if you have student loans, if mm-hmm. they have debt, if they have student loans, how much they're making. Maybe some people are supporting you know their families. I think it's just very unique to where people are and. I think asking questions is is best and not mm-hmm. feeling ashamed and not feeling, you know, bad or scared about anything. Yeah, completely. How do you get your man to go to therapy or your partner to go to therapy? You schedule it for him <laughs> and you tell him that he has to come. <laughs> and then he sits there like, what the fuck? Uh, I think Justin and I, we've gone to couples therapy and I schedule it found the therapist and just, you know, he's on board with whatever it is that we need to do to be better. Mm -hmm. And he's on board with, he's on board with it. So it was really just, he's not going on his own though. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, there is something to men going on their own. Our friend Carly Stein of of Beekeepers, her partner goes to therapy on his own and it's been extremely helpful. And I think for men, it can almost be I don't know if this is right, but I want to say it. I feel like it would almost be more helpful for men to go to therapy because we have so many people that we can talk to that listen to us, that like hear me, that see me. As women, I feel like we're such seers and we're healers in groups. And so I feel like men don't have that. Mm -hmm. And so for men to have that, that conversation, that like person they trust would be so powerful. So I think it's a really beautiful thing, but I think what you can position it as and what I position some of this stuff as is like, optimal living, personal growth. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of position yeah. it as like performance and en- performance enhancing because it really does. And you just have to talk to them about it in a way that is their language, not our language. Yes. Yeah. And it's not about like you need to go. Yes. It's like really a, either a we thing like yes. And or presenting an example of someone who maybe they like or relate yes. to who have gone to therapy in a very sneaky way and then yes see how they just kind of subconsciously take that in and and respond to it because i think yeah it's hard when you don't see men doing that a lot so it feels very like yes weird and isolating yeah yeah with Sean i i'm in therapy he's not currently in therapy but he was like looking for a therapist but He's he's like almost more personal growth stuff than me sometimes. He's like, mm-hmm. so what are your goals? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But it's needed. You know, I definitely think like men keep it to themselves and just tough through mm-hmm. more often. Like I see him doing that a lot. And I'm like, it'd be so nice if you could talk to a professional who could just kind of parse that out. And like, you know, and I, I do think that you know, when a male, if we're just talking about men right now, is in therapy, there there is a way to 
I think with, at least with my therapist in the past and current, it's like you're working with the female mm-hmm. energy and there's a way to also work with like more of the masculine too. So it's, yeah, applicable, but. Could also do with something like better help. You know, we mm-hmm. are, we work with BetterHelp. Yeah. Um, I think Coda's almost 30. Betterhelp.com slash almost 30. Yeah. And you can, off. this isn't an ad, but it really does help because it's really affordable. It's like $150 a month for access to a therapist that, you know, is someone you can text yes. and you can do FaceTime calls with. So that's something that's more private at home, easy to access and affordable. Yep. Um, so I think that's also a good suggestion. Yeah. Really good one. Okay. Shall we do one more? Yes. Hmm. How do you request your needs in a relationship? Like, how do we communicate that? Do you communicate it? No. His needs are most important. (laughs) We all know the man's needs are most important. (laughs) My needs come last. How do I request my needs? Usually after arguing. <laughs> Usually I'm passive aggressive until we get into an argument and then I then I will request my needs. That's real though. That's that's facts. And I'm trying to work on that cuz it's like I'll realize my needs after. Yeah. Kind of being being totally. annoyed or something. So I'm trying to get ahead of that. And I feel like I'm just trying to do it with in pl- with play. I think is our thing. Mm-hmm. And then we do the um 10 minute check-in like once a week where we just do Cool. What's it called? I oh, yeah. It's like Heath make make owie, or it's like not a mago. That's different. It's something, but we just basically take ten minutes where he has five minutes, I have five minutes uninterrupted time. Us just talking directly to them, looking at them, having conversation, or just talking, and then we reply at the end. So we kind of like can talk about the relationship, what's mm-hmm. going on in life. And we know it's uninterrupted. We know we have the container. We know we can really utilize that time to be mm-hmm. really honest. It's funny. Like I think about, you know, my request, my needs requests, and I'm either doing the first thing or I am just able to be really playful or clear about my needs. But I feel like men aren't really able to be as clear about their needs as we are. So maybe this is my experience, but most guys that I've dated don't really have like the capacity to really understand like what their emotional needs are. Or the language. Or the language and how to get those met. So I think it's really, you know, I don't want to put anything on us, but I do think that there is opportunity for us us to engage them in conversation about what mm-hmm. they're looking for as well. Mm-hmm. Because maybe we're just not asking. Yeah. I guess I felt like too much emotionally for people for a long time, whether it was for my family or for or my parents or for a boyfriend. So sometimes like I'm really working on that part of communication where I could really like be present in my body and not let my, you know, I'm not saying emotions aren't healthy, but like not allow them to just fucking drive the moment and really be grounded and be able to just articulate what I'm feeling. I might not know what my needs are, but maybe that's the start to the conversation where it's like, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Okay, where where's the source of overwhelm? I feel like you don't ever want to spend time with me, whatever it mm-hmm. is, right? Like there's just, I think you're right. It is asking the right questions or starting the conversation in a way that, you know, hands the next piece over to them to like engage. Okay. So I'm having, still having trouble with that, 
because I feel like he's not, he's very like emotional, but he's not like outwardly, there's, I'm like crying, Mm -hmm. but like he's very like stoic. So sometimes that contrast confuses me Mm -hmm. as to what I really need. Cause I'm like, am I being too much? Oh my God. Ah, I'm crying. Mm -hmm. What, what do I need? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it just gets so crazy in my mind. So I'm really just practicing being like, no, like my needs are important. My emotions are important. I'm not too much, Mm -hmm. you know, going from there. And expressing outside of like what the reaction is. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's like always the goal, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's so much harder, easier said than done. But yeah, I love that. These are great guys. These are great. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you guys all get married. (laughs) I hope you guys get married to everyone you love. And this is just our experience. We're not experts. Yeah, literally. uh, But we appreciate you. That wasn't uh, clear by the roadhead. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want from me? All right. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Growing our community, Almost 30 Nation is the best. You guys are incredible. We'll see you on Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast. I'm at It's Krista. She's at Lindsay Simsick, almost30.com, and then Almost 30 Podcast on all other socials. Come watch us on YouTube. And thanks for being a part of our community. Yeah, we love you so much. Thanks again to our sponsors, Brooke Linen, Osea Malibu, Bombas, Hawthorne, and First Leaf. All of Woo! those discount codes and links are in our show notes as well as on our website. It's holiday season. So we have, we have uh, brands that just span everything. So I would definitely check those out and see if you can, you know, get gifts for the people that you love. But thank you so much for supporting the show. We love you. And uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. See you soon.